Left. Right. Yo, welcome to the move episode. This is the moving guide for when you're moving into your new home. Let me know what you think of the list. I think this one is actually a pretty solid list and probably some things that you wouldn't think of on your own. So listen, watch, make a checklist. I'll see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 All right. It looks like we could very much be live, and we are very exciting. This is episode 88 of Sip Talk. The topic of today's episode is moving day. As James the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina, has an upcoming move. Looks like the stars have more or less aligned for you, right? Everything's everything's looking good in terms of the closing schedule for tomorrow. Yep. Wired wired the money today. The the opposing attorney has it. So my bank account is looking really ugly. So are you are you bringing certified checks or they're taking care of the checks for you? Wire transfer took care of it all. Uh, well, you, yeah. So, but at some point, I imagine either the attorney is you didn't wire it to the seller. Yeah, that's the attorney's problem. Yeah, yeah. So they're taking care of the check. So, so that wire is your payment. So you're good. You're good from there. Yep. Very exciting. Uh, I'm super excited for you, actually, and that's why I think we can talk about some moving in and moving type topics. Uh, I got a whole list, so I don't know how prepared you are for a move. Not at all. Haven't been able to focus about on anything besides taxes and closing disclosures. Well, as a philosopher, bartender, referee, accountant, this is your busy season as an accountant. Uh, so they did extend the tax deadline, right? Yes. Until May what, 17th for individual file, filers. What about businesses? It depends on what type of business you are. Uh, what about uh, real estate business? LLC, LLC is not a type of business. Yeah, so it's it's the same date as individuals. Um, if you are a partnership or an S corporation that issues a K one, then your filing deadline was ten days ago. Oh, if you are, are a C corporation, your filing deadline is five seventeen now. All right. Um, so those of you who are watching or listening to us, we have David Boswell. He'll be joining us shortly out of Sacramento, California. Um, thank you for the tax advice, James. Um, so I actually checked out this website called Homelight, which I've used for some other house and housing related uh, tips. They have some great move day tips and moving in tips. So I'm going to quote most of those. I have some of my own. I should be uh, taking notes. You probably should be. I'll share my notes with you uh, when we're done. I'm just on the yellow paper here. Uh, what, what are you drinking? Same thing, uh, uh, the the apartment special, which is Bush Ice. Yeah, well, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I am I am sticking with my low calorie drinks. Today is going to be the same as the last time. Some lime, limon verde, some bitters, and diet. Looks Coke. like that thing's almost empty. Yeah, no, it's it's 
definitely do. Luckily, you can find uh, you can find bitters at pretty much any grocery store. Usually, what do they cost around you? They're usually about ten bucks. Yeah, you can figure traditional Angostura bitters probably run you like nine to eleven bucks, depending on where you are. Um, I've really fallen in love with orange bitters. I have some orange bitters actually, uh, somewhere upstairs. But um, I just I always go with the Angostura. Oh, fucking hey. Angostoro, Angostura bitters. Do you know uh, how? Do you know what the main flavor ingredient in those is? Well, let's look at the bottle. Something no, you don't bitter. get to cheat. Um, how can I? How can I not cheat when it's in front of me? Uh, no, I literally have no idea though. What is the main flavor? Peach pits. Oh no, shit! A pe- yeah, I guess yeah, you suck on a peach pit. That's kind of bitter, right? Yeah. So you take um, basically grain alcohol. And peach pits are the two main ingredients, and you just let the grain alcohol leach out the the oils and tannins from the peach pits, and then you probably dilute it a little bit. And each Angostura bitters will probably have some other flavoring ingredients, but the main thing is peach pits. Peach pits, interesting. That's bitter. I didn't. I did not know that. Now I'm going to be looking for a taste of peach. See if I can. If my olfactory memory here. Uh, helps me well, at all. I'm pretty sure that peach pits don't taste much like a peach. Peach, yeah, I know, but it uh, tastes, but... like, tastes like an avocado seed. <laughs> um, all right, so slow to get started. I actually just ate a, a big steak. I love uh, love going to a nice steak restaurant and eating steak. It's and I, but tonight I picked it up from the restaurant, and it's a totally different experience. I, I didn't finish it. I got I got so full. I feel like if that was on a plate at a restaurant, I would have easily finished it and just kind of powered through. Um, but I'm moving a little slow because it seemed like a lot of food in, in these little plastic containers. Um, all right. So let's get into moving. What do I have here first? So are you planning to just show up with your stuff or you're planning to you obviously do a little walkthrough? Um, but I'm not going like to be able actual? to do the walkthrough. Like, I've already seen the place. The repair inspection was last week. My agent asked me if I wanted to do the walkthrough. I got to work tomorrow. So I told him, I was like, seems like a good idea. But like the repair inspection was pretty thorough. And I don't think a lot's changed in a week. So I don't know. And he's like, well, I'll do the walkthrough for you. And then my younger brother is going to go attend it as well. So, All right, well, so you're covered, I'll let dude. those two. Yeah. You're covered. So make my, sure like the roof didn't collapse in the last week. My thinking was it, it's, it's definitely good to show up before you just show up with all of your crap. And if you are hoping to do like a decent cleaning, because usually I know in New York City, homes are delivered what's called broom swept clean. Now, I don't know if you're like a super clean person. I know everybody right now is like bathing in uh, antibacterial lotion. So if you're one of those people, cleaning something with a broom is, is definitely not to your standards of cleanliness. So you, people may want to go in and spray some actual chemicals down and do like a wet Swiffer clean the bathrooms because remember like somebody when you move in someplace you you spend a lot more time with the small super details when you're when once you've decided you're moving you don't really give a shit like i mean think about it as a guy if you're standing up and you're taking a piss and you you slightly miss the toilet bowl a little bit and you live there like you're probably going to wipe that up but like if you're just like fuck like i'm leaving in a couple of days you're just going to piss on the floor probably walk away sad truth ladies but that's that's pretty true and ladies who have been into a men's bathroom 
where they're in a men's public bathroom, guys trickle on the floor. They're not bending over with some toilet paper and wiping that shit off the floor. They're just, they're walking out of there. Um, all right. And we, tracking it out to the halls. <laughs> we got, we got uh, David Boz on the line. Let's see uh, if we can get him on here. All right. He has appeared. What's up, David, over in sunny Sacramento, California? Still very sunny. We had to close the blinds just to get that annoying sunspot out. Yeah, Dave, when we when we tested, David had a, a big blotch of sunshine right in the middle of his face. Kind of distracting. I did, I did. So so look, so we're talking about moving day. And Ooh. what I was saying, James, so James is not going to be there for the walkthrough. He's basically your youngest brother is going to meet the real estate agent there, do a little walkthrough. James is trusting enough. And he had the inspection. <laughs> I'm I, I, I mean, the thing is, like, you're not going to call the deal off because, like, you know, an electrical outlet is, like, missing a plate or something. No, no. But, James, what was the text that you sent to me earlier today and what was my response? Oh, so my youngest brother earlier this week um, quit his job with with relative justification for doing he, so. So this is your new renter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, let's not ignore. Let's ignore all the warning signs. here. <laughs> so he's like, oh, uh, shit, I'd like I'm... to see your proof of income, please. Uh, more... This doesn't check out. Um, but anyway, so he quit his job on Tuesday. And, I, and, I, awesome. and, I, and so what I told him was like, look, man, I've put a ton of time and work into making this deal go through with all the paperwork and classes that like I had to take the the pre the, the first time homebuyers class and burn like an hour and a half on a weeknight. And just constantly talking to real estate agents, lenders, all those people. And like, I put a lot of time into this and also like $20,000. So now that you don't have a job, you've got some homework to do. You're going to be the one setting up the utilities. You're going to be the one present for when the contractors come in to do the repairs for when the contractors come in to install the cable and stuff like that. I, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Oh, I do too. And I told him, so I, I sent the derv a text message. I said, yeah, like this whole thing's been stressful, but Casey quit his job. So I've told him that he's going to have to start handle. He's going to have to step up and do a lot of the, the setup work for the house. It's the least he can do. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially now that he's newly un, unemployed. I'm going to give Wait. you the comeback, derv. My response was, don't ever say that that is the least that Casey can do because <laughs> he will surprise you and he will do less. <laughs> um yeah i believe that and the thing is when when it's like family like you can get away with always doing less yeah you know? like when, when no, you does when when you have a relationship bond that can be broken it's it's a lot more difficult like in internally to to just do less i mean some people just give up but this is but, how we dealt with casey when the parents were out west the first time and james was home and we said, Casey, James and I, we went out to the grocery store. We cooked dinner. We took care of everything else. The least he can do is do the three or four dishes that are here, like our plates plus the one pan. That's it. We did everything else. So at the end of it, he does the dishes. I said, Casey, okay. all right. So there's a bowl there. I, I look at it. Grimy as hell. Casey, drink, drink some water out of that bowl. No. Casey, you wash those dishes. <laughs> you're you're gonna give those and put oh, those back so, in the cupboard, but you won't drink out of them yourself. Does that not tell you you did a poor job? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna do it again? Yeah. All right. Well, look, he's not here to defend himself, so I, oh, I he, have to. He's over there. <laughs> I, I have to step in. 
right. I, I believe you. I believe you. All right. So what we were talking about, though, was cleaning up when you move in, because when somebody's moving out, they people let stuff slide, especially when they don't care as much and they're moving out. So my advice is if you are a super clean, super neat person that you go in before you show up with all your boxes and furniture and all your crap and you do do a deep clean and that's like you know a, a vacuum or a dry swiffer then followed by like a wet swiffer a deep clean of the bathroom uh, or bathrooms if the previous owner had pets then you you got a lot more because you don't want like cat hair or dog hair that bunches up in the corners and and everywhere so my it's advice you bring that up because all the pictures i see and all the showings i've been looking at here in sacramento everything is manicured like the pictures that they post or the, the carpets well you, you can see they're clearly professional i haven't seen anything maybe 10 percent that are like lived in pictures well but there's a difference some people will go out of their way and stage their home while they're still living there and it looks great in the staging and then you show up for the viewing and you can tell like they just made their bed. And obviously they've taken, de- it's somebody who's staging their house, probably taking decent care of their house and is going to make it look nice before you show up for a viewing. Um, but they might still be living there. Now, if they're not living there, the house condition isn't going to change too, too much. The house out here in Jersey, they didn't do any of that. It wasn't staged. <laughs> like there was shit all over the place in the pictures. And when like, we showed up like the second or third time to do like an inspection or something, the grass was like a foot tall, which part I, I then I had to add a condition to the contract that the land, you know, uh, the grass needed to be cut before, before moving in. But also for me, that was part of, that was an alluring part of the listing was that clearly these guys aren't taking care of it. A lot of buyers are going to say, fuck that. This doesn't look pretty. And they're going to pass over this place. A tall grass? Well, no. In the <laughs> listing photo. A lot of people would say, no, no. A lot of people would say, oh, it's just grass. I'll, I'll mow it myself. I have a lawnmower. You, you took the smart move. You're close to the city. You're in Jersey. Foot tall grass. That's high enough to hide a body. <laughs> Make someone else find it. <laughs> that's fucked up. Um, all right. But. Point is on that because this is literally my first note is the deep cleaning. And if you're if you're a deep cleaning person, it's a lot harder to do when there's boxes and pieces of furniture everywhere. Um, second thing is you got to pack. Um, I, I'm looking at everything that is affixed to the walls in your room, James, and it appears that you have not really started packing. No, I have not touched my room yet at all. <laughs> Are you planning? Are you planning to pack? Mm, yes, but the thing about this is I'm not expecting to be moved in by the end of the weekend. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm expecting this to be like a two or three week process at the least. When's your You're lease? You're screwed out? over on your lease anyways. Why rush it? Why kill yourself to try and do it in a few days? So you my lease ends right? June 30th. I'm trying to get a sublet and uh, the sublet that I've advertised starts 5-1. So I've given myself all of April. Okay. Yeah. I mean, then, then you're good. You have the, you have the time. Uh, my advice was depending on how fast your move is and how much stuff you have is to hire movers who will pack for you. And the most, not the move to Jersey, but the move before that I didn't lift a finger and the price didn't change. I think it was a few hundred bucks, but the bulk of the cost of movers is in carrying the shit in and out and up and down the stairs through the doorways in and out of the buildings that you're moving to 
the packing is something that they manage to do pretty quick, and they're not charging you because it's no. But Justin, who are you talking to? What do you is mean? Is this a t- geared towards your general audience? No, no my no my, my games my, won't let anyone touch this shit. You <laughs> and I both know that. My yeah. well, my thinking. I'm okay is, with the movers. Like once I've got like the dressers undone, like unpacked and everything, and they're just empty with the the drawers out. Yeah, a mover can pick it up. Oh but, no, dude! I did but, literally. I I didn't open a cabinet door or anything. The the most second most recent time I moved, they literally came and like spices out of the cabinets into boxes, glassware. They wrapped all the glassware, literally everything. The most recent move, um, I did a decent amount of packing, especially like glassware and stuff like that and spices. But they did pack a decent amount of kind of the bulkier things. Um, but I mean, for me, it's like a time thing. And I just, I don't, you know, I didn't want to have all this time spent taking all these little things and they offered it as a service. And in my opinion, it was totally worth it. That's, that's my opinion, but it's an option. I've got someone to pack stuff. There you go. Um, that's his job, right? I I would, I would take the movers over Casey to move my personal belongings. Well, yeah, I told them, I I told them everything outside my bedroom door, you can pack everything inside my bedroom. I'll deal with. The, on, the because only because thing... you and I would rather be pissed off at ourselves for screwing something up than on the off chance that the movers go and do something and something gets broken. Like I'd be much, I'm much happier if I'm angry with myself than angry out. I get it, party. but the movers are insured. So I don't yeah, care about there's... insurance. None of the stuff I'm talking about is insurance. Well, uh, it's yeah, stuff I, mean, I can't get back. If there's ever, sentimental value, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. Okay. Or not even sentimental value. It's just like finding, like, for example, like the mirror over there. Like, I wouldn't be able to replace that mirror because there's only one that exists. But then you make that argument with your insurance claim. That's all. So some of the families that, I mean, James mentioned gun control was a possible topic for tonight. Some of the families in the Atlanta shooting, because that's a little bit longer in the past, they've got millions of dollars donated to them. Okay. Great. I'd rather have what I had. Okay, fair, the money. You're, yeah, your point made. I get it. And obviously, there's a decent amount of sentimental value associated with human life. We're not talking bit. about human life. We're talking about and we're I, talking about your belongings. Probably not so um, much for James and I, but which I'm sure. <laughs> we're not talking about human life. We're talking about Asians. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody. <laughs> Hashtag S. That yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. No, obviously being sarcastic. But let's yeah. make sure that is enunciated no it's it's we know you're being sarcastic and saying we things yes all right let me hit the next thing so james this is a big one for you you got to update addresses so that's bank accounts um you can go to the usps website and do an address change and that way everything gets forwarded and the sender gets notified but address change is definitely a big one um and also updating with the dmv that way you make sure you get every ticket that might have been mailed to you yeah i'm wondering if i have to go to the dmv or if i can just like apply online be like yo send me a new license with a new address on it i think you could probably i don't know south carolina but i'm pretty sure that you could update that online um the uh, for me i didn't change the address yet on the license and i almost had my license suspended i don't do you remember the tickets that i got last summer that i was arguing yeah well i didn't get one of the notices um that basically i lost the argument or i ran out of time to file something something like that but i did get a notice that uh if i didn't pay the ticket uh, my license would be suspended so obviously i had to pay that and i didn't take up continuing to argue it because i didn't know what i was doing at that point 
Um, let's see. Did you so, at any point? No, I had no That's idea. It. What point did you? Where, where no, did it was change? it was a it was a lost battle. Like the the courts wanted literally nothing to do with even hearing my argument. And and the the officer who wrote the ticket was there on Zoom, and he just kind of read like a standard thing that. He was just like reading his standard entry for the ticket. He's like, "Yeah, the 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 driver was doing this." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what the ticket said." And I'm like, "Yeah, but guys, you need to understand the circumstances of why I made this maneuver." And I realized the police were there. I kind of thought they had my back. And he was like, "All right, sorry, you lose. If you wish to appeal, you can file some paperwork." So, but they just they were completely uninterested in anything I had to say. Um, so, uh, do you remember that ticket driving the wrong way on a on a one yeah, way? Couldn't park on top of a homeless person. Yeah, there was a crazy homeless person in the street who was like shitting in the street the day before. So all I did was rather than continue into where the homeless person was, I turned around, thinking that that would be a safe move. And and the court basically looked at it. Well, you admitted that you were driving the wrong way, so you're guilty. I'm like, well, but you're not. You're not you're not listening to me, motherfuckers. Come on. But I, I mean, it was a lost fucking cause. And I probably could have hired an attorney, but I don't know. Mitigating circumstances. So, um, all right. Next. So updating addresses. Next I have is before you have your stuff moved in is plan your floor plan. Figure out where stuff's going to go. Because remember, the movers are going to be directing furniture to different rooms in the house. You want to make sure at least the furniture lands in the right rooms. And then if it's stuff that you have to assemble that may not have fit in that room assembled. You want to make sure that you have it in the right room and you have it in the right place because that can, that can be, that can suck. Um, but luckily James is coming from his apartment where he's got the living room, which is what the two couches, a chair, what? there's, the there's a recliner and there's a couch that's not even coming with us. Oh, sweet. So for, for James, this is very easy Boxes with a J on it go into that room. Boxes with a K go into the kitchen. And then the steaming pile of whatever Casey's brought down, which he doesn't have most of his stuff, that that gets tossed into like a burlap Yeah, sack. for the most part, like each of us is just going to be stocking our bedroom. And then like there's going to be a kitchen table that goes somewhere and a recliner that goes somewhere. And that's pretty much it. Uh, so do you plan to buy furniture when you move in to furnish the home? Over time. <laughs> okay. Out here, you're crazy if you buy new furniture. I know Charleston's slightly different than being 60 miles from the Bay Area, but Colleen, she outfitted her entire house in about $30,000 worth of retail stuff for about two to three grand. Oh, shit. Um, oh. And Charleston's really not that far off. You have the estate sales. You have, you have the estate sales. Yeah. yeah, there's actually not that much furniture that we really need because we're going to get a pool table. We're probably going to get like a better kitchen table and some chairs. And I think the uh, my real estate agent today said, hey, the uh, the owner's leaving a couch behind. It's in the garage right now. Um, I can ask him ask to have him take it out or we can leave it. What do you want? And I said, I don't really care if the couch is in good shape. We'll use it. And if it's not in good shape, it'll just decorate the front yard. It's terrible. Um, the, the couch from the garage I imagine cannot be in that good of shape considering it's a couch in the garage well I think it wasn't originally in the garage it's just that's where it is now Okay. and I uh -huh. asked my agent I said how good is the couch and he said it doesn't seem like it's in that bad shape like, well it'll be nice that Casey has somewhere soft to sleep on than the garage floor <laughs> well yeah 
might even let him out. So, so look, so I so teach him how to use the button. Well, my, no, there's no garage door opener right now. That's something we need to buy. My, no, my advice was my advice was plan your layout, plan out the floor plans before you have furniture delivered. The next piece of advice is internet and electric. Now I know you guys are going to want to have uh, Wi-Fi set up, and that's something you got to look into. You, you don't want to be there and then be disconnected because that sucks. And when you're in, and when you're moving and you're in between, at some point your computer and your router are going to be disconnected where you are now. And if you go to the next place and there's not internet, that's going to blow. Oh yeah. So you want to focus on that. And the other thing is, I noticed that I was not prepared for here is I didn't know where I wanted to place the router and it needed to be wired through the house, which meant drilling into the floors and through walls. So you want to figure that out because obviously I'm doing a lot of work here and I'm refinishing floors and patching walls and stuff. And now I have this long wire that goes to the router kind of just like outside of the ceiling when it could have been placed somewhere, you know, behind the um, sheetrock had I planned it a little better. Looked into mesh networks. You could have your entire house by Wi-Fi, no matter where the router was. It would cost, well, I don't know how much you spent on routing the wire through, but mesh networks. What is it called? Mesh networks. So it's basically, you get your main router and then you have basically just think of them as like smaller sister routers all throughout your house. So they pick up on the signal they get it perfectly from there and then they amplify it perfectly from there. So you can so really it's basically just a whole out. bunch of Wi-Fi boosters. Yeah. And what do they, they the plug in? They plug into outlets. Exactly. They plug they, into outlets, they sync up to let's call it the mothership. Yeah. And you can have your entire house way more than any single router could ever do. Well, that's uh, probably what we're gonna be doing. We're we're gonna have two modems because me and Casey need a wired connection and then we'll have like a signal booster somewhere else and we'll be good. Well, we already got we already got internet coming on Saturday. So we're but yeah, but my point is is figure out where you want to have the internet placed and the routers placed because they're going to be running wires and drilling holes through walls and across ceilings. And obviously, even though you have Wi-Fi and wireless internet, there are still wires involved. So uh you want to plan that out because it, it may be an issue. But um all right. Next one is a repair and maintenance checklist. So have you, do you actually have an official list? You said you were going to hire some repair people, hire some contractors. Do you have an actual list that you've yep. prepared? All right. And yeah, I've got the inspection report and I've gone through it and basically created a list of the things that I care about getting done right now. And then things that can wait until later. Okay. Um, same, same thing here. We have a list of, uh, I don't know, so, so many different things and then priorities. And we're trying to do the kitchen. Kitchen was supposed to be the first thing, but uh, we're doing all this other stuff here. And it's just because the kitchen is taking super long time. Today, we had three trees removed. Very big day against Mother Nature, small victory and the fight for global warming. Uh, we knocked three trees down. Actually, these trees were obnoxiously large. If you didn't leave your car running while you're doing it, just idling in the driveway, you don't get to say that. Because that was hard to power the chainsaw. Um, <laughs> so, but no, these trees were obnoxious, uh, shading over the house. And now there's like some moss growing on the roof. 
because the roof wasn't getting enough sunlight. So trees are down. It's definitely a, a good look for the house. The house looked small compared to this giant overgrown tree in the front. So removing the tree gives the house a little bit better curb appeal. Um, and then some are removed in the back. I guess the roots are really screwing with the patio that was poured concrete. So at least that stopped. Very happy about that. Yeah, we have we have some plans for eliminating some trees on this property as well. Yeah, I mean, do you have a chainsaw? No, but I'm, I, um, I might just hire some landscapers because they're not big trees. They're just inconveniently placed. Oh, yeah, yeah. These trees were obnoxious. I have a... Um, so I have these Ryobi tools. Ryobi is like, for the most part, good enough for what I need it for. But there are some projects that like... That should be the brand's logo or like brand's <laughs> tagline. That's good. We're good enough. <laughs> it's, I mean... It's not a premium brand. Toshiba. <laughs> Buy it for looks, buy it for six months. That's actually not their slogan. That's a slogan for like a uh, faucet manufacturer. No, I don't buy, know it how looks, buy it for life. It's mowing. Mowing, yeah. yeah. I like mowing. Faucet actually. manufacturer. But it's it's funny because I recognize that I'm kind of like I don't know enough about tools, but I recognize that I'm buying like inferior quality tools, um, and like you have this neon green tool. So like it, it's if it was red or black or yellow it would look like any other tool, but you just have this neon thing that you're waving around. that just says what like, that says is that when you show up at a work site with the neon green, it <laughs> says everyone stay the fuck away because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He bought the cheapo shit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've broken a bunch of Ryobi tools and, and, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the tri- I don't know who yeah, that says more about, right? The, bi- the biggest, the biggest reason why I, I probably have as many as I do is because, uh, the batteries for these electric tools are so expensive. Like minimum, I think is like seventy nine or ninety nine bucks for a for a battery for these things, and it goes up from there. But you can get like a pack of tools with different saws, different drills, flashlight, circular saw, uh, jigsaw, um, and it's ninety nine bucks, and it comes with a battery. Yeah. So I end up just buying these crappy tools over and over again. Whatever. So who cares if you break them? Well, they're good. They're good for light or medium use. Exactly. Yeah. Like Justin if I'm hanging a picture, do light or medium, just does extra. If I'm hanging a picture, like I can use a Ryobi drill. But when I was like drilling into the floor and I needed uh, an impact, an impact driver in the kitchen, like the Ryobi just wasn't holding up. It actually it it died when I was like m- mixing paint. I had this, uh, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a whisk on the end of the, the screwdriver, the drill, mm-hmm. and that whole thing just crapped out. And I thought it was a battery, but it just, it didn't have just enough blew torque. blew the motor on paint. Yeah. Well, it was thick paint. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, thick paint, you guys. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried drilling paint? <laughs> because, uh, I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> All right. Next thing on the list, the move-in checklist here. Um, you want to repair maintenance checklist. Um, all right. This is a good one is lock changing your locks. Yes. So, and not, you know, one, the agent probably had access to a key and the previous owner might still have some keys and maybe they have some copies of keys, but also you don't know who the previous owner gave keys to. They could have given keys to their friends. They could have given keys to their neighbors. So you want to change the locks right away. 
best piece of advice that you've had on this list. The rest are more common sense. This is no, this is one of the few things like you don't think about it. But James, you're on Reddit, lockpicking lawyer. He always talks about this. You want to change the locks. You're talking a forty to one hundred dollar investment to conserve all the shit that it protects. Yeah, that's probably not a day one thing, but it's maybe a week one thing. I I would say well, it depends. Um, I would when you're moving stuff closer in. to day one. It depends day if one. day one isn't moving your personal belongings in, then it's not a day one thing. It's just moving Casey's personal belongings in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, make make him go. No, don't make him go get the lock you sets. I, I, I took it back as soon as I said you should go get the new lock sets. You need to. I got uh, the locks, Casey. These are for cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> They're master combination locks. What are these going to do? Man, being being the youngest, being the youngest sibling in your family has has got to be tough. I, I definitely give it to your brother. All right, next one I got, and it's along the lines of uh, changing locks. Is check your fire smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector for batteries. Um, you, so when you move in, my advice would be to get a couple packs of different assorted batteries and light bulbs. And also, it's something that drives me absolutely insane is different light bulbs actually there's three different i'm looking at three different light bulbs from where i am in the basement here um but having different uh brightnesses of light bulbs that should be the same so you have a hallway and one's like 75 watts and the other one's 40 watts it just looks silly and then the difference in the warmth of lights i like a warmer light some people like something that looks like uh bmw headlights like the xenon bluish Yo, I hate those. Super bright. Can I light. give an addendum to Justin's suggestion here? He's talking about smoke detectors. One, go ahead and just start off and get rid of the thermostat that you have in the house and buy the Nest and buy a couple of the Nest fire uh, detectors. It's a little bit more expensive, but it will save you a lot on electricity. There's a lot to be said in the pros and cons of having your house connected because of different. I am very opposed to this. That's that's literally my next note. And I was going to say that, James, if you want, I have a Nest thermostat um, next time, if, you know, for us travels. They're really handy. Uh, the other thing are. I was going to say on Justin's point about light, I found these smart light bulbs, which are like 25 bucks for four. And that's way down from where they were. So they're LEDs, way more energy efficient. I can set them on schedules. I can set them to wake me up five minutes after my alarm goes off. So like the lights turn on as my alarm's going off in the morning, which is really nice. Uh, oh, cheaper, the, the, the lights. Yeah, smart lights. I love smart lights. When they go, I have them set to go on. Yeah, with the alarm in the morning. Mine actually, I think they go on a little before the alarm. Um, and... It's a nice, natural way to wake up, and it's really difficult to go back to sleep when all the lights in your room are on. It is. It really stops you so, from sleeping through that so, second or third alarm. And again, uh, you can set them on schedules, and it's much more energy efficient. They're a little bit more expensive than the, the halogens, but I, I think they're worth it. Uh, all right. So then I got a long... I saw... Here's another note on the deep clean is mouse traps and insect traps, because now you have a lot more space. You want to make sure you don't have any mice or bug problem. Um, so my advice would be to get some sticky traps and uh, maybe some mouse traps or something like that. And just put them in some corners or put them like under where the uh, range is 
just to to make sure. And that way, you know, you check it in two, three weeks. And if there's anything in there, maybe you, you put out, you know, or you hire an exterminator or something like that. You know, uh, actually, I would start you doing this in Casey's room now. So that way, less <laughs> of this gets transferred from apartment to, to house. Yeah, well, I was thinking for like the carbon monoxide thing, like you probably want to run a test and like have your car in the garage and leave it running for a couple hours and just stay in the house to make sure that the carbon monoxide levels don't get too high. Yeah, you can set a light in the, the garage so it wakes you up later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> James is joking on that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, you, you, a carbon monoxide detector is, is super important. Does carbon monoxide rise or fall? Fall. It falls. So carbon monoxide detectors need to be set low. Smoke detectors set high. Um, I did want to add a note because i just saw this comment from tori from my office i'm actually as soon as we wrap this podcast i'm going to jump back into painting so i'm actually wearing my painting sweatshirt <laughs> just just anybody who's watching this uh that's kind of why i look like a, a schlep i've had this for a, a long time and it's very much covered in paint so smoke detectors carbon monoxide light bulbs, batteries. You want to make sure all that stuff is running, mouse traps. Um, and then I also have replaced various filters. So if you have an AC or a, a, a HVAC filter, definitely a good idea, especially, especially if the people before had pets, because those things are going to be caked in cat and dog hair. Here's something kind of esoteric, and it won't apply to James because he doesn't have a basement, but in the Northeast, radon detectors i uh, yeah uh i was gonna i was gonna that's actually oh good well i'll let you touch on it more no just just having uh, the real estate agent. yeah so radon is a harmful gas that comes basically from the soil uh maybe one of you guys knows how it affects you but i do know it's that radioactive. it's radioactive it's it, bad for you it's, it's just you're you... breathing in radioactivity which is yeah it's yeah, cancer i mean it's, it's yeah, not you're... walking towards cancer you're practically sprinting there <laughs> uh yeah and it's in your house and it's radiating from the ground most places when you have a basement the inspection is going to do a radon test i know there was one here uh, i hope so at least because I am in the basement. <laughs> that's where no, you are <laughs> <laughs> i know i know there was one actually um all right and then we got uh okay here's a good one um figure out what's under warranty so your roof maybe they did the roof 12 years ago but it's got a 20-year warranty if you have a leak you want to make sure that you can go back to whoever installed that roof so those would be some good questions you want to get uh get out there before the seller is too distant from the sale to really give a shit and just yeah. doesn't answer you so finding like out what's, finding out what's under warranty is good definitely idea. a good one and then along with that are service providers and it wouldn't be a bad idea to go. I mean, depends on the service and how it was done in the house. There's some things in this house that um, I'm not crazy about how they were done. And the previous owner gave me a list of contacts for landscaping, plumbing, electrical, and which was super helpful, like super, super helpful. And the people know the property. They know the house already. Some of those uh, I've reached out to. Some of them I'm like, nah, I think I'll find somebody new. But if you have a major plumbing emergency, it's better to go with someone who you know and trust um, or who at least knows the house than just be like Googling it and just pick somebody who's probably going to show yeah. up and charge you the max. Thankfully, price. through my job, I deal with these kinds of people all the time for I, I like 
one of my main clients is a plumbing business. Another main client is a roofing and construction business. Another one's a landscaping business. So, and if I I know not to hire them, they don't like me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But even if I don't have clients that like that I work with directly guaranteed at my firm, we have somebody. So I would just, I could just talk to the partners and say, Hey, I got this problem with my house. We have anybody that does this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So-and-so. Yeah. Well, I would put, I'd work on, uh, plumber, electrician, um, landscaping. I would work on that list as, as soon as possible, because especially if it's a plumbing issue or an electrical issue, it's, it may not be something that if it's a Friday night and it happens that you're going to want to ask someone from your office on Monday morning, uh, it could be, you need to get that person over there immediately. So that'd be a list I'd work on. Um, the next one I have, and this was tough for me because this is an older house is figuring out what light switches go where. Um, so maybe labeling them or getting some painter's tape and writing on it. On There's so many light switches. Almost every switch in this house for like the main light in the room is on a three-way switch, which is insane. Uh, and, and, and there's not just two of them. Most of them have three. It's really confusing. So you can have a battle as to who's going to be able to turn on the light. It's well, okay. So a three-way switch basically means if you turn the light off over there, if it's a circuit, you're basically disconnecting the circuit. So if I flip any other switch, the light doesn't go on because the electricity isn't traveling through the line, but a three-way switch basically interrupts the connection. Um, I can't illustrate this very well, but it, it, it allows it to be turned on from another location. And in this house, there are three-way switches. And then on the same line are just standard switches. So you could have a battle of who's going to turn the light on or whether you want it off. But there, there may be one person who's just kind of got the trump card of that one. They're like, like so. That'd be a really passive-aggressive way to fuck with someone. But there was, there was four light switches in the kitchen to turn the, to turn the kitchen light off. And not all of them were three-way switches. So that was really confusing. There's actually a light in the back of the house. I have no idea how to turn it off. It's just been on ever since we got the house. So labeling light switches is really important. Um, So actually with the kitchen renovation, I'm consolidating. I'm probably going to eliminate uh, like five switches altogether, maybe more because there's so many switches. You should just make everything in the kitchen attached to one switch. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Zing. laughs> <laughs> honey why is the oven on i need to see so i can turn on the sink <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm running the garbage disposal what do you expect oh my god so i'm actually i'm shopping i'm shopping for kitchen appliances and um last night i was looking at uh kitchen faucets so i i went i want to get a i got a new door handle for the front of the house and i'm trying to get a solid brass one because now They're like not solid metal at all. They're hollow and then they're not actually brass. They're just painted with whatever color. And sometimes it's like a, it could be a brass finish, but it's super, super thin. So I was looking for a forged brass handle and I found one online and the thing's got to be like 30 years old. The box is old as shit, but it's never been opened. So I'm looking at the package on eBay. I'm looking at the box. It says, lifetime uh tarnish guarantee all this stuff number one in security and their their newer handles don't even match the uh, the build standard that this one did 20 something years ago and then it just arrived yesterday and it's tarnished 
very badly. So I'm a bit let down to that. <clears throat> but it's brass. Vin- some vinegar and some it, it's losing its it's it's losing its brassness and it's actually turning silver. So that's a it may not be solid forged brass. So now I'm gonna write so, the company. Justin, do you know what brass is? Uh tell me what's in brass. Bronze copper maybe? and lead. Copper and lead, okay. That's what makes brass. So I mean that's that's kind of what it does. You have to look out like James and I are in fountain pens. You know that. And a lot of the pens that they sell as brass are actually just like really, really heavily leaded coppers. And it's technically a brass, but it's not something you want to be writing with all day. It's not something you want to be touching. So what you can do is what James said, bring out some of the luster in it and then seal it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm going to write the company, see what they say. And I'm probably going to use it anyways, because it's, I mean, the thing weighs like a couple pounds. It's some serious, it's probably lead, probably mostly lead. Um, I, I would seal it. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea either. Um, but I've been shopping for, I want a, a solid kitchen faucet, because the one that was in here was kind of really crappy. So now I'm looking for kitchen faucets. Kitchen faucets in the year 2021 are absolutely insane you can tell alexa to add a tablespoon of water at a certain temperature and it will basically it will run the water until it reaches that temperature and then it says put put your item below the sink and it will dispense one tablespoon of 85 degree water yeah that's a hard no from me (laughs) we know that you're anti-technology it's a bit extreme for me too who loves this shit but i was just like holy fuck who I didn't know that this te- technology existed. I, mean, I, I need to know. I need to find out who does need that technology. Well, who that's what I was thinking. I was like five degree water Celsius or Fahrenheit. I don't care which. I mean, it's but it's, who needs it? I guess it's it's conceivable, you know, and and I, I can comprehend it. But really, you're right. And that's what I was thinking. Like, do I really need a five hundred dollar kitchen faucet? that basically talks back to me no. or will my life be cool? It's a very life... easy answer. Yeah. yeah. It, but I'm surprised like, you're even nest, asking the question. The, well, the nest, yeah. which James doesn't like, and I respect his position on that. He doesn't like that. I think there's a lot more utility in it than a $500 thermostat. For one, it costs one and a half times less. And two, you can set your thermostat remotely. If you're not there, you make sure that you. Yeah, if you leave the heat on, do or whatever you the hell. If you yeah, leave the you AC just, on. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot to do it with the Nest fire uh, smoke uh, smoke detectors. It'll tell you if something's going on in your house remotely. I think that's worth some money instead of having like a full whole house security system that's tied into it. You can just have it on this. You can meter it out to how how connected you want to be. Oh yeah, I actually have that the, uh, on the, here. The faucet, the, the faucet is just stupid. it's obnoxious. I didn't even know that was a thing, and now I'm like, I feel like that's something I would say I have to have, but I don't really like. Is that I, just I, because you like making stupid purchases? That, that's a hundred percent what it is. Like I'm. The day you say I, you have to have a smart thermostat that can dispense one tablespoon of eighty-five degree water is the day that I stop coming out of this voluntarily. Yeah, because we have uh, nothing in common at that point. Yeah, but I mean, it's just this new thing I've never heard of. I'm just like, fuck. Like, yeah, but there's a reason why you haven't heard of it. It's because it's fucking idiotic. Um, I haven't heard about some of the different like ritualistic 
things that they have to do to become a man in Southeast Asia, but I'm not missing out because of it. I'm okay. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, what else do I have here? Plum oh, so if you're not crazy about the home security system or the kind of active engaged uh, smart things that you can get around the house, like a security camera system, at least getting motion sensor lights for the exterior to help deter potential burglars. Um, yeah, I would I definitely. Can, I can sign on to motion detection. And that's lights. and that was and that's I have motion. I have camera slash motion sensor lights. You know, as long as there's if like, if it's just like here's a sensor and it catches it, but I don't want anything connected. I don't want my house I, tracking what I'm doing. I understand I, where James is coming from on this, but with the motion detectors, most of the time, what scares away the burglars is the fact that they know they've been noticed. You yeah. could even put up a couple. You could put up literally dummy cameras where the wire doesn't go anywhere. You're oh just yeah, no, screwing no. In a, <laughs> no, a that's why I'm saying I can like get on board with the motion, like a motion sensing light, because it's just going to be all within itself. It doesn't need to be connected to the internet. It's just a motion sensor. I had at I one it. of my old no, apartments. Paranoid. No, I'm saying okay. I figured you'd be down for the motion lights, not the cameras that, that I had in the notes here. But in one of my old apartments, um, I had a, a dummy camera over the entrance door and you put a little D battery in there that lasted like two and a half years and it just blinked red. So that was kind of cool. There's a little dummy camera. Yeah, I might uh, install one of those in the bathroom. I don't know. Dimitri <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin. I would like to buy the batteries. Dimitri <laughs> <laughs> um, Martin's great. Um, what was I going to say? Let's see. So water test, testing your water. So I, I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were talking about how um, plastics can affect like estrogen levels and stuff like that. But they were basically saying like everybody shits on tap water now. But for a while, people like the idea of drinking, buying cases of bottled water and bringing that home was just obnoxious. Um, and if you and, live in Flint, it makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it still doesn't. It's still obnoxious because if you're buying cases, just buy the goddamn six gallon thing, whatever it is. Yeah, buy a water cooler. I don't know. Do that. Just well, where we grew up. Do, do you remember? Uh, who are they at the very, very bottom of our road? The McCarthy's? Not the McCarthy's. No. <sighs> Dufresne? Crap. No, it started with an M. Really cool family. A graph? Open uh, Emily. Yeah, I know. Open I know Emily. who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. So we had our water at the top of the hill or halfway up the hill. And we have some of the best water you'll ever James have. And, in James and life. David grew up on a mountain. And we had what's called an artisanal spring. So an artisanal spring is if this is the mountain, we're taking the water from here, but it's drawing from all the way down there. So it's coming up through the rocks. It was great water. Best water I think I'll ever drink straight from a tap. Well water. It wasn't municipal. It wasn't anything. Uh, a mile down the road, you had Hope and Emily's family. And I'm annoyed that I can't remember the last name. Uh, McCaffrey? Yeah, that's, that's it. what it is, yeah. Got it. The McCaffrey's, they had to get their water in five gallon jugs because where it came up for them was through so much sulfur. Holy God, oh, wow. did their water smell like rotten eggs 
all the time. Yeah, this we're on a well here, and there's something everybody shits on Jersey water. So when I found out we were on a well, I was like, well, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, but there's something that's not great about this water, and we got lucky. I, I, I most people don't even think about this stuff, but I recognize also that we got very lucky growing up with very good drinking water. Where we did. Yeah. Best Honestly, Charleston's time. tap water is surprisingly good. So, it's not bad. I never had a complaint. Sacramento is actually pretty good too. What, I drink it straight from the tap. My this point of advice that I'm making though on the checklist is get a water test so you know what's in the water. Um, I did one the other night and I it was just it was like 12 30, 1 o'clock at night. I was watching a movie testing the water and it was just dark and I couldn't really work it. I gotta do it again. But um <laughs> i literally it was just like nothing about Congress. that story makes sense <laughs> no it doesn't but the point is i Were got you one watching aaron brockovich <laughs> no i got one and i tried to uh i tried to test it and i couldn't figure out the, the results and it was dark and shit were so you drinking I, at the time no i was not <laughs> <laughs> that one really Brockovich. tie everything together but i'm trying point is i'm following the advice test your water i'm just following it poorly that's all that's the point um okay all right so what else do i have water test uh uh new toilet seats um and maybe shower heads because that's you know well, i'm just taking my shower head from here and bringing it with me yeah that's i uh, i i think that makes sense and the uh the toilet seat thing that's not for everybody but maybe i'll take my toilet seat from here and bring it with my, me too my my cousin one time told me she no, owns a lot she owns a lot of james please she owns a lot of <laughs> rental property and she says that she replaces the toilet seats i'm like oh shit that's that's a good idea so replacing toilet seats not a bad idea because if you think about it it's kind of gross um and then especially if it's one of the cushy ones yeah those yeah are, oh god no. to quote american vandal and i won't but james no knows. don't <laughs> i said and james knows and i uh, won't all right so water tests motion uh sensing lights uh buying tools know what tools you need probably at your house you're gonna need rakes you probably don't need a shovel um oh i definitely need a shovel well you might <laughs> Well, with that big backyard, um, <laughs> nobody will know. So a lawnmower, water How hose, fence? water hose uh, uh, could be higher. But you got to you got to make sure that you have the right tools, because when you you know, when you need something, you don't want to have to go to Home Depot every time you need something um, or Lowe's. Oh, well, Best here's thing one I saw that on I Reddit. Best thing I saw on Reddit was whenever you're moving into somewhere new, you're buying a lot of stuff at Home Depot. Buy a plunger. That's because where I was when going. Show, uh, when you I show up at twelve thirty at night, buying one thing at Walmart, the plunger or plunger and knows. bleach. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I I think I had a story. I don't even know it was me. I can't even remember this, but oh no, it definitely was having to plunge, having uh, plugging up the toilet before you had a date come over. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. My friend, we'll call him Tyler, which is his actual real name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's not watching. And no one knows him. He was uh, hooking up with a girl two houses down. And he's like, oh, shit, I got to go. He's a teacher. He had to go to school. And he used the bathroom in the morning. Didn't flush. It's like, oh, I'm late. And he texted her like, I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> and he tells me later, 
dude. It was bad. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Um, all right, we're running out of time here. Oh, I got so, one more since you, go for you got to. Uh, so I, when Kevin started his first job after college, um, he was working at a software company. He says, I managed to clog the toilet on my first day. I, I figured I need to establish dominance in the office. <laughs> all right, so I got the last one, and then, and then we're going to wrap up. And this is a good one. This is a good one. You need to know the dates for your garbage pickup and your recycling and and any of that stuff and also you're probably gonna have a bunch of moving boxes so you got you're gonna have to break those down and get those out in recycling bonfire if you can get away with it i have so much stuff i think it's, it would land on the roof and burn the house down um but you got homeowners the, insurance don't you uh yeah but i still I don't want to burn the whole house down yeah um, okay. on that note we're hitting the time limit and last time i got cut off so we're gonna cut right before the hour mark i will catch you guys later thank you for joining this concludes episode 88. David, nice seeing you. James, it's been nice. Well. I will talk and to you guys soon and see you soon. Adios. Peace. See ya. All right, you heard it. That concludes the episode. Let me know what we missed. Anything you thought of that we didn't, I would love to know. Let me know in the comments. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me a PM. Shoot me an IM. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.